Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Magnus Podcast, episode 143. Um, I recorded this one a while ago, and I kind of got my episodes mixed up, so this is kind of out of order, but uh, here you go. I'm going to just let it go from here on. So if I do say some stuff that you've already heard or it's not, it's not mixing up with the timeline of the shows, th- this is the reason why. But anyway, here we go. I'm here tonight with a very special guest. Uh, I've learned of of this guy through uh, a buddy of mine. Uh, I know I'm Mike J. Moran, writer, director, friend of the show. And we he brought up the Indigenous Comic Con in Albuquerque at the time. It was where it was taking place. And I heard of he told me, he goes, yeah, this guy is really cool. His name is Lee Francis. So that is who I have on the show today, uh, boys and girls. Lee Francis, I from what I learned and know of you, Indigenous Comic Con, I believe the name has changed now. But Lee, brother, thank you so much. Welcome to the show. Oh my goodness, Guatsi, this is so awesome. Thank you for having me on the show and and chatting. It's, it's so great to it's so great to connect. Yeah, I mean, I when I saw you at Indigenous Comic Con, it was more like, a, "Hey, how you doing?" And that was it, because I believe you were all <laughs> over the place, so busy. Uh, yes. You saw the the early days. We have we have some more folks on board, but yes, in the in the in those you know, first couple of years when we were getting started, it was you know uh, it was just me running from end to end of the of the event. Um, I still like to do that because I like to see everybody. But yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's pretty much uh, you know it's like hey yeah that's awesome okay I'll see you later great exactly i mean and I, I was sitting there i was like wow he's he's busy because yeah we we uh we had a booth so we were sitting there and mike was uh doing his thing he was promoting his film yeah which we which we screened later that night and i just seen you just zipping from here to there and i was like wow because even michael you should try to get him on the show and this was a few years ago and I was mm-hmm. like, I don't even think I could talk to him. Look how busy he is. It's like I'm like in like in, in a video game. I'm just like, uh, it's duck, roll, dodge, shoot, duck, roll, dodge. That's that's how I run the those things. So at least I used to. I used to. So it was always it was always it's always chaos. So but in the best in in the best way. And oh, he also told me that you owned a uh, media store, like a comic comic book store or a bookstore. Yeah, uh, used to. Uh, you know, we closed this last January. It was Red Planet Books and Comics, mostly because I'm not in Albuquerque anymore. So we're online now, and it's APCG um, Books and Comics, uh, which stands for a tribe called Geek. Um, so that's the other. That's also the media site that we run. Oh, okay. I didn't know you were part of that. I was speaking yeah. to a um a young woman that was representing them. I cannot nice. remember her name. It was a few years ago. Um, yeah, it's probably Johnny J. Uh, Johnny was, Johnny was the, I mean, I would assume it's Johnny might've been somebody else, but Johnny was the founder. Um, and then we bought the site out from her. So it's now kind of where we're running all our media stuff. All right, cool. Definitely. Uh, yeah. check it out again, but, um, indigenous comic-con before you change it to a new title, which I'll let you bring up. Um, when you guys started in Albuquerque, uh, I, I believe I went to the second and the third one before you okay. guys had moved it. Um, well, what what made you want to start your own uh, convention? Yeah, that's uh, it's, uh, it's always I love sort of like recounting when that idea of, of what we had. So back in 2016, um, you know, we're like actually really around 2015. Um, I've been getting into making comic books and they were native centric comic books. And we started our publishing company, Native Realities. And I think put out like two or three titles at that point, maybe actually closer to like four or five at that point. And we were, you know, really wanting to, 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 to do more in terms of recognizing all the great work that native comic book and pop culture folks were really starting to engage in um, at that time. And so it just started floating around these ideas. I think I want to say like in the winter of 2015, maybe in the fall and just like, you know what, maybe we should, why don't we think about doing something and add some convos with friends. And they're like, let's do like a little, like a comic con or something, you know, at the library. And I was like, man, I'm always of the mindset that I'm like, go big or go home kind of guy. So yeah. I was like, no, let's, let's make it, let's not do a little at the library. Like, you know, I was like, I think there's plenty of opportunities to do cool stuff at little, you know, tribal libraries and you know, whatnot. But I was like, let's, let's do a real comic con. Like let's have, 
the workshops and the panels and the guests and the vendors and the filming and the programming and like let's do the whole let's do the whole kit and caboodle so <clears throat> 20 spring of 2016 uh i was in australia uh i was doing uh i was doing like a three-week tour over there um around like comics and poetry and, and writing and whatnot and i uh, I started coming up with the idea. Like I had the idea, but I was like, that's where I, I designed the logo. Um, so I was like, I'm going to just, you know, let's, let's make this. And I built the website and I got home and, and I was down in Arizona and I was at a conference in Arizona about a month later. And uh, I called up uh, Jeffrey Varigay, um, you know, great comic book artist and and amazing designer and, and illustrator. And, and I called him up and he was the first guest that agreed. And I was like, I was like, hey man, do you want to come out here? You're our first guest. And he said, yeah, he says, me and my brother have been talking about this and somebody's finally doing it. He's like, we were like, we should put something on. And we're like, I don't think we want to run that. And I was like, well, I got it, man. So we started, I think I made the first calls in March and we put it up in November. Uh, and that was 2016 in November. And it was this, you know, crazy wild event with the National Hispanic Cultural Center. And I think my my whole goal for wanting to put something together like that was twofold one because of the work that i had done so my family's from the pueblo of laguna um on my dad's side and and i've been teaching out there and i really wanted like i wanted stuff for my students right like i wanted media for my students that wasn't like you know uh, a college-based adult you know heavy duty fiction i just wanted something where they could pick up a comic book and, and a comic book where they could see themselves you know, there wasn't like a teaching guide that was like, here's a superhero and, and our comic book guy is going to go punch someone in the face, you know, something like that. Right. Like, just like, just like all of our, our, you know, our relations have, we didn't have enough of it. There were, there were a few, don't get me wrong. There was a, there was a few that were out there, but I was like, I want, I want more. Right. And so when we're making the comics, I was like, why don't we have a space where all these kids come out, have this place where they get to see themselves and we get to cover this spectrum where native folks are not thought to be a part of popular culture. Um, you know, that's not the first thought that we have. The first thought that we have is cowboys and Indians. And I was like, I, I'd like us the first thought, I'd like to continue to work towards the first thought being space rangers and monster hunters and monster slayers, right? Like that's, that was, that was sort of my guiding purpose. And so we, we designed it into four. So we had comic books, graphic novels, uh, tabletop and analog, uh, tabletop and digital games, uh, science fiction and fantasy, and film and television. So those were the four areas that we covered. Um, and like in film and television, we'd cover stuff like with you know, uh, with 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 Michael. The you know with Mike, the whole thing was like um, doing um, uh, horror, right? Because we don't think about like native horror. What's the most we get with native horror? It's like it's built on an Indian burial ground. Come <laughs> on, right? I was like, we can make some really like. We, we can, and we are, and we want, you know, and we will be showcasing cool, amazing, you know, native horror films and native science fiction um, and native fantasy, right? Like, you know, I think in the, those early days we had like the, I think we had the Monster Slayer uh, movie uh, that we showcased, right? So that was the whole point was to showcase all these things that I loved because of my nerd side and what I knew the people around me and what indigenous and native folks were really doing. Cause there's a lot of us nerds out there, but we're never recognized for that. And I think one of the biggest things for me that, that sort of bridges both was that I, it was not, there was nothing before that where we could all come together, right? It would be the comic natives were at the comic cons and the sci-fi natives were at the sci-fi show. And the, you know, the, the, the book, the book nerd natives were at the book stuff. And the film and television natives were at Sundance, you know, or at the film festivals, you know, in LA. And, you know, and we're all separated in these spaces. And more often than not, we're the only native in that room, right? Like we're the only native on that panel. And I was like, why don't we just have a whole panel of all of us? Why don't we have a whole event that's just all of us? And, and, and anybody that comes into it, we don't have to spend the time explain, like giving the history of, you know, colonialism and, and, you know, and the whole background of like, so back in the 1600s, this is where native people came into pop culture. And, <laughs> you know, this is why you need, because no one understands when we talk about these things, because we all understand it because we're living it. 
but nobody else does, right? The non-native folks don't get it. So we have to start at the beginning for everybody. And that's fine. We do, we do what we do. We educate. But I wanted a place where we didn't have to do that. And, and, and so we brought everybody in as part of that. And then the most selfish reason is I couldn't travel to all these places. So I just wanted to bring all these people that were really cool into one location. So at the very minimum, I could wave to them, you know, uh, at the, you know, it's gotten better. We are having a really good staff and got supports over the years, but you know, so I, I get to do more than wave. I can sit down and hang out now, but you know, the early days I was like, I had this dream that I was going to, I was like, this is going to be great. I'll be able to hang out with everybody. Man, I'm running an event. I don't get to hang out with anybody. You know, everyone's <laughs> like, we're going to go out. It's going to be awesome. We're going to stay out party. I was like, guys, I've been at this since four o'clock in the morning, like trying to get everything. I'm going to bed. My <laughs> wife hasn't seen me in days. So um, yeah, so that's where it came from. Uh, 2016 was the first one. We ran through the pandemic and then we just brought it back this last year. So the, the first, there was only three in Albuquerque, correct? Three in Albuquerque, one in Denver, one in Melbourne, Australia, and then now one in Oklahoma City. Okay, I would. I tried to get to the Denver one, but it just didn't work. With one, my kids were all in school, and so it was, or yeah. not school. Um, just all the it programs all and everything. It was summertime. It was programming. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, ah, oh, I, I just, I just couldn't get to it. And then when Australia, which I learned from, um, beautiful young woman, um, Desba Rose, I believe. Hey, Desba. She's she's been on the show. Um, That's awesome. I, yeah, she they, she brought up Australia. I was like, Australia, wow, that's yep. that's amazing. But I because I remember hearing about the first one, and I just I just couldn't get there. And then the second one, when they moved it to um, down to Isleta, uh, Isleta, yep. the resort. Uh, some people I didn't realize that until we were there. They filmed uh, some of Breaking Bad there. I know Breaking Bad is yep. huge in Albuquerque, so yep. um, we were like, I was like, oh, cool. So we ended nice hotel, loved it. We stayed there. Yeah, it was really like it was really lovely. Going in and like you saying that you wanted to see and you didn't want to have to explain everything to all the natives that have come to this to this show, and it well that's why as as someone that just person that just went to, to go check it out because i love going to conventions i go i've been to san diego comic-con many years and new york and all these other places mm-hmm. but this one those all those i love both of them don't, don't get me wrong and all the little small ones in between sure. but this one like you said this was ours this mm-hmm. was our people and just walking in there just feeling the love from everybody all our relations that were there and seeing you zipping all over the place, <laughs> um, but <laughs> it was cool to walk the the exhibit hall, to sit through panels, and to the screenings. Even the the Navajo Star Wars was filmed, or not filmed. Um, Always they, they showed yep. a screening there. And the last year that they had it, meeting we had the all voice, the folks. Yeah, that was awesome. I did a show talking to all of them at the con, yep. and it was. It was awesome. I, I loved it. I came on here. I even did some daily uh, shows from it. Uh, my allergies were the worst, so I sounded horrible. But I, I, I soldiered through it to put out some episodes of what I did that day, what I saw, who I met. And it was just awesome. Then the second time I went, I took my wife because I was just, oh, my God, you got to go. I wish I could have brought all the kids, but everybody's, they were all older and they were all doing their own thing. <laughs> Come uh, on, Dad. I want to bring my grandsons (laughs) to the next one and they, cause they would love it all. And all the, the mixture of the cosplay, um, the ones that really stood out to me, all the, the Desbach, just different characters every day. Awesome. I loved them. Um, yeah. The, the younger kids, I saw these two little Navajo brother and sister. One of them was Navajo Ray. Uh, from Force Awakens, yep. the other one was mm-hmm. Navajo Kylo Ren. I was like, "Oh my god!" Things. It was, yeah. it was awesome. I loved it, and I wish I could have. Like, I just, I just met you passing by. Really, I wish I, I wanted to just thank you oh. for doing this, and thank yeah, you. I'm sure that. everyone that's been there or have heard of it is is thanking you right now, and it's awesome. Because when my wife and we left and we were flying home, she goes, "That was awesome." We she'd been to San Diego <laughs> as well. And she just she couldn't believe on what it what happened what was there what was happening what who, who put this on and 
it, it was awesome. And like you said, no explanations to anything. You just see all these crossovers of everything. Yep. It's just, it's just there. And because that's how we exist, right? Like, and this idea that I think when I said it early on, I said, it's like, what I wanted was a counterpoint to like, this is an, this is a nerd powwow, right? Like I wanted a counterpoint to powwows or feast days or, you know, the rodeos or gatherings or anything else like that. Right. Like I wanted that as a counterpoint where this is a space. Cause when you go into those spaces, you know, when you go home, you know, when you go to gathering, you know, like home gatherings, right. Or you go to power feast or whatever, you don't, there's, there is no explanation. In fact, we discourage people because we're like, we don't, we're not going to explain all this stuff to you. Stop it. Just be here with us. Right. Like, (laughs) you know, like we don't need to do that because you're in our space. And that was what, that was the part that I wanted to create. I wanted to create a space that was our space. And it wasn't for like, I want everybody to come in. I want everybody to be a part of it. But my audience is always native kids. That's what I, I started out in education and it's all my students are grown and in their forties now, you know, but I'm like, (laughs) that's, that's still who I appeal to is all those young people that I've taught over the years that they never had a space like that. I never had a space like this, right? I've been to the comic cons. I've been to the big Denver and still haven't been to San Diego, but New York, Denver, and, you know, like up and down the coast, WonderCon, all these big ones. Right. And I was like, but I've never, again, I felt, I feel very isolated when I've gone. Cause I've, I've done, I've done booths there. I've had panels, you know, at a number of these locations and I've always felt just, I felt like alone. Like I felt lonely, you know, in, in a certain way. Like I, I love educating. I love being on the panels and talking, but it's always great when I got other folks there. And so when we do, you know, Comic-Con now IPX, so it's indigenous pop culture expo um, is, is a way for us to continue to be together to, you know, with kin and with family and with folks that we know and, and to be that counterpoint to say like, okay, so what you see over here when we do ceremony or powwows or feasts, you see an element of our culture. And that aligns with what uh, Americana wants to see, right? The historicized native. And I said, okay, that's, that, is ju- that is important. But we also need the counterpoint because in our day-to-day lives, we, we, we exist. We, I mean, your, your podcasting career speaks. It's like, I want to talk about wrestling. And I want to talk about, you know, uh, horror. And I want to talk about, because like, what are we? Like, we're, we're just sitting there as like farmers, you know, or like whatever. I was like, nah, you know, we we all have, we're all exposed to pop culture. We all have these moments of pop culture and no disrespect to farmers, right? We got a lot of kids to do that. But I mean, like, you know, we're not like, you know, we're not just digging up dirt in the backyard. We all have these moments of sort of like our nerddom and nerdiness. And maybe it's an old comic or Star Wars or Star Trek, or we have a fandom. And and that's that was the whole point was to celebrate that fandom in the work that we were doing and to show the world that you can't pin us down. You can't just say that native folks only exist like that. That's why I loved having Mike there. I was like, horror, horror, horror all day long. Tried to get him here there last year. He had some family stuff that came up and he wasn't able to make it. And I was like, oh, I'm so sad. So I'm gonna try and get him this year. But it's, you know, it's like, we do horror, we do science fiction, we do uh, chef work, right? We have fashion models that are on, you know, America's top fashion on the shows. Uh, you know, we have, like, I tried to, we had, went the second year that we were there, we had wrestling. Yes. I was like, we have to have wrestling, right? <laughs> oh I my was God. Like, it was fantastic, you know? And, and, and my favorite was like how they crafted the narrative. Like the heels were the white guys, right? I don't know if you got to see it, but it's one I'm, of my favorite moments. And I don't know if you remember, but it was it was the guys that they got that were the heels. And, you know, they're wailing on the native guys. And one of the, the heels stands up on the ropes. And he's like, hey, my grandma was a Cherokee princess. Yes. And it was, oh, it went over so well with the crowd. And I was like, not, and because I know wrestling, because I follow WWE and wrestling. And I was like, I know wrestling kind of from that inside. And I was like, oh my God, that was such great heel work. Dude knows his audience, right? And got all the heat, got all the heat from the native crowd. It was spectacular, you know? And I was like, where else are you going to see that? Except that, at our event, that, you know? I mean, walking in, what was it Friday? And seeing a ring in that first room. I was like, well, we got wrestling yep. this year? Seeing yep. the Batmobile, 
over over in a corner. I was like, oh my god, the the, the Adam West Batmobile. And and I was like, okay, wrestling. When does this start? I mean, I love wrestling. Everyone, everybody knows this. And I was like, okay, cool. I just thought it was going to be a local promotion, which it was. Oh no! And, but <laughs> but when when they, it got going, yeah, the first couple events, and then we got the yeah. Arrow Club. We got um, yep. Desi um, and um, yep. Kyle Hawk, and we had uh, WWF E, whatever you want to call it, Legend Tatanka. Yep. And I I was like, oh my god, this is this is amazing. I I just couldn't believe the whole wrestling thing. I was just yeah. oh, I was there each and every performance that they put on. Um, and yeah, when that guy, my my mom was a Cherokee, grandma was a Cherokee princess. Yeah, that guy. That made pop. me so. And it's and of all the stuff because I've always you know because I was running back and forth, but I just happened to be there. I was like, I got to catch some of the wrestling, right? I was so happy, so I stand in the back when we did that. I was just like, oh my god, this is just the best. I'm so happy right now. Like just and the kids are all mad. Like the kids were they were they were just like boo. And I was like, yeah. So it was just the that was one of my favorite moments of of everything that we've done. That that was awesome. And the crowd that it that it drew, all the wrestling fans that came oh, yeah. to watch. And it was mm-hmm. awesome. And just everything there. And yeah, the, the Navajo Star Wars, the the voice actors that yeah. were there. That was amazing. Listening to their panel, meeting all of them. Um, the other thing, the the first year I went, the thing that really stuck out to me the most, I cannot remember this brother's name. He had a booth and he was hand drumming the whole time. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Orlando. Yes, Orlando. That, that was him. Was yep. Oh, yeah. I could. I was sitting there. I was. I called my wife and she was like, that? Is that- is that a drum? I said, yeah, there's that a guy was... like a couple rows over and he's been singing this whole time. And I smelling fry bread cooking at, at, a, Straight... at a con. I was like, oh, my God, Straight this is improv. awesome. Like I, Orlando I... just showed up. Like I knew Orlando, but just showed up with his hand drum, came up. He's like, you don't mind. And I was like, no, just go. This is awesome. Right. And I was like, again, where else are you going to get something like that? Right. Where you're not, we're not, where somebody's not all like escorting you out being like, sir, can you keep it down, please? I was like, no, yes. this is the venue for it. Like drum. Everybody's happy, man. Go ahead. Do the whole time. You know, there, there was another dealing with Orlando. There was another one that sticks out to my mind. I filmed it on video. It's on Instagram. You got to go years back to find it. He was hand drumming. There was a guy doing a hoop dance. You had yeah. little kids watching. You had, a stormtrooper standing there watching. Yeah, I was like, I just couldn't believe. Like, where, where are you going to get this? You're going to, you're not going to get this in San Diego. You're not going to get oh. this in New York. You got this at at the time, Indigenous Comic Con in Albuquerque, New yep. Mexico. And I was just my uh, huge smile ear to ear every single day, every minute I was in that place, and I could not believe on what you and everyone involved has done. And like for me being a, a con goer, this is our con. This is this is my con yep. that, that I love to go to. And I just can't wait for I'm definitely going to, to the next one in Albuquerque, not Albuquerque uh, Oklahoma. In Oklahoma City. Yeah, that's yes. gonna be and this year, like it's even what I like, you know, we we moved because fam, I mean, there was a pandemic, obviously. And then First Americans Museum just gave us an offer. They're like, you just want to come out here? We got the brand new museum. It was like that actually is pretty cool. And we'd love to do partner with you on that. Right. Like, and they have been, you know, they were such an amazing partner, but it also opens up just some other things that we can start adding for folks too. Right. Like, so this last year, and we're going to do it again this year, but last year we did glow stick, glow stick ball at night. Right. For our Southeastern relatives who play stick ball, we did it day glow. We got like light, you know, we got the the big black light cannons and everybody had like the wraparound, like eighties, you know, neon and, and glow bracelets everywhere. And we played nighttime stickball. I was like, again, where are you going to find that anywhere else? But what we do, you know, oh, as part man. of our event. That's, so it's, well, it's amazing. Oh, really quick. Um, the, the title <clears throat> change, what, who came up with in Digipop X? Yeah, so right around the time, <laughs> it's kind of sort of slightly legal, but also just what we were expanding into. After year three, we really were kind of like, well, we're doing Comic-Con, we can San Diego this uh, in some ways, uh, you know, and just kind of keep everything under one roof. But really, 
uh, we're, we're kind of a little bit farther than that. We're really talking about natives across the pop culture spectrum. It's not simply comic books. Um, you know, we want to do things around wrestling. I mean, a lot of it was like what we brought in. I was like, well, we're doing it a lot more around wrestling and horror and we're showing films and we're, you know, it, I would say it was like a good creep, but I was like, man, we had like, like mission creep, but it wasn't mission creep. Cause I was like, well, we've got chefs here this year and we're showing native cuisine and, you know, all this other stuff. And I was like, you know, we have the 501st. And I was like, it's still a little bit more than what we're doing. So I was like, so there's a natural sort of like, well, let's keep going in that direction. And then there was a whole thing around using the name Comic-Con. It's trademarked. San Diego has the trademark. And then it was like, are they going to send a cease and desist? And I would rather not have to redo it now. You know, so, you know, and, and the idea of the expo came out because what we did run into was like, I like having our space, everything that we've just talked about, but I started every, I'd start to get a bunch of like non-natives to be like, are we allowed to show? Like they, they took it as kind of something really sacred. And I was like, no, no, you're allowed to come. It's the indigenous Comic-Con. It's not just for indigenous people, right? Like it's for everybody, but it's showcasing indigenous people. And I was like, all right, why don't we change it to a pop culture expo? Because if it's an expo, then hopefully that allows people to think that they can show up. Right. Cause we want other people <laughs> to showcase, like we want to showcase all this great work that native folks are doing primarily to us, but also to a wider audience. We want, we want everybody to come in and be like, Oh, this is really cool. We've never seen this before, you know? Um, and, and to change their perceptions of native folks. So, so that was the change that was 2019. Um, and then we were going into it like full bore in 2020 and we were three weeks out and, and the doors closed for, for the world. Um, and then we didn't really get back going until 20, what, 23 this year. Um, mostly cause we really like, we had the chance, like, you know, we were looking at 2021 and I was like, man, we weren't still out of the woods in 21. We're still trying to figure everything out. And you know, the next wave is coming in. And at that point, by the time that we felt comfortable enough, there just wasn't quite enough planning time. So we're like, well, we'll see what happens in 22. And then the folks, uh, you know, Tom Ferris and Kristen Gentry at first Americans museum, we're like, we've just opened the new museum. Why don't you all come over here? And we're like, that's, that's, yeah, that sounds amazing. We'd love to be able to expand this work and bring it out to First Americans Museum and, and see what we can do. We've got, you know, this established and we want to continue to build, um, you know, build on what we did. So that was the name change and the location change. That's cool. I mean, when I first, <clears throat> when uh, I saw the name and I was like, well, this is still the same, isn't it? And then I started looking up and went, oh, okay, well, they changed it, and uh, then right. when you moved when you moved it to Denver, I was like, oh, okay, well, it's not Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. I, I I went to the Albuquerque once because I got plenty of family there, and that place is a state. Right. But, and I'm like Denver. Hmm. I wanted to go, but I don't know. Just life gets in the way. And then when Oklahoma came up, uh, I got plenty of friends and family there. Uh, my grandson had things going on, and I, Unless, grandpa, you know, I don't want to right? miss it. No. You got a grandpa. There's no way around that. You just, you, it's like stuff and stuff. I was like, listen, there have been plenty of things where it's, you know, they're just like, what are you going to do? I was like, oh, I got a kid. Sorry. Not yeah. going out for that. You know? But so I completely understand. Next year, because I, I was, I was sitting and my friends were there. Uh, shout out to Russell Sun Eagle uh, from Okie Podcast. Hey. <laughs> He was posting up pictures, and I was like, ah, I was kicking myself. And my wife was like, what? I was look, showing her pictures of what was going on out there, and she just kind of looked at me. She had that, well, you should have went look. And I was like, hey, you know, I should have went, but I, I couldn't. But I, I told her, I'm going next time, and hopefully if everything goes to plan, my grandsons will be uh, with my wife and I. Hopefully one of my sons wants to go as well. But. It'd be great. It'd be I, awesome to have you. I say that with everybody, anybody that can make it out. We try to do, you know, we really try to spread the love and we've got, you know, multiple, we did a, a futurisms event in Tacoma, Washington this year. We're trying to do one, you know, like I I'm currently, you know, here on the East coast. And I was like, I want to do something on the East coast for our East coast relatives, you know, to be able to come out. And so we're kind of trying to do like a tech conference, like native tech, like a tech conference. Like my, my whole, my whole sort of worldview is always trying to showcase the places that you know, white society doesn't perceive us in, right? Like they don't expect us to be in these places. They expect us to be on the res. And I was like, man, there's a lot of us on the res, but a lot of us live in cities. You know, yeah. a lot of us got day jobs in, in, you know, working at Google, 
you know, a lot of us work in, you know, there's, there's a few of us at Disney and, and we just live, we live our lives. We just do whatever. And then like, you know, it's like going home and, you know, it's like, you know, I'll go, I'll go back home and I'll do this stuff. But I, I, I keep wanting to showcase. And of course, pop culture is such a great way to do that because that's where, I mean, like what, what does everybody think? Dances with wolves, right? You know, like that's where everybody thinks we're supposed to exist. And I was like, there's some really great, I was like, there's res dogs and native folks are in science fiction, Battlestar Galactica. And we've got, you know, like, I love showcasing. She's one of our, you know, Tio Horn, you know, we had her year one and then we just got her back last year. Cause she didn't, she couldn't come to a couple of years with the, you were there, um, you know, as dear lady, right. On, yeah. on, on res dogs. But like before that, like she's doing letter Kenny. You know, she's doing her own filmmaking. She's incredible. And she's so, and everybody comes out once her to sign because now they all know her as Dear Lady. Right? So now she's got like this, got this iconic persona, this amazing actor, actress, right? And and I was like, I was love to say like how we say it, it's like friend of the show. Oh yeah, no, she's friend of the show, you know? But I was like, there's so much where native folks are doing really cool work that I don't think people are recognizing because like a lot of the, through the tropiness gets, you know, that's where everybody focuses around and centralizes. And I was like, have y'all watched Letterkenny? Native representation Letterkenny is off the chain. Like whether that's Tio's work or, you know, the the guy that created it, um, Jared, I can't think of his last name is, um, you know, but really allowing First Nations folks to to shine and just be. They just exist in that space. And I was like, that's that's what we, that's what we want. We just want to exist. We don't want to exist, you know, with fringe and feathers. We just, we just want to go back. I eat a sandwich. I don't eat fry bread all the time. You know, I try not to, I try not to, excuse me. I try not to eat fry bread all the time. I was like, but every now and then I just want a ham sandwich or maybe some Thai food. Right. Yes. Like, so like, that's, you know, that's all these showcases. And, and I love to hear this, man. I love to hear when people are having such a good time. Cause that's the other part that I was like, yeah, just, we just want to have a really good, we want to keep you rolling from, from, you know, from moment one all the way through this year. What's really cool is we're also going to have a native puppet institute Ooh. that's going to lead off. Uh, that actually starts on Thursday, and then sort of that's not the the official programming doesn't start till Friday. But we're gonna have a puppet institute starting Thursday, and that leads that spills over into the Friday programming because there's a lot more native puppeteers out there, and there's some native folks doing some really cool puppet work. And I was like, and I love puppetry, so I was like, we should start showcasing that. And we should have a place where we can showcase native. Um, we had Pete Sands this last year. A couple of, when you guys were there, we had the oh, uh, what's your name? We had the 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 other Navajo puppet show that was going on. Um, you know, in in year two and three, we had them. I think year three, we had them on year three. And I was like, you know, like, well, there's more of us that are doing this. We should start like highlighting that, right? So that's that's my whole mantra. Any space where we are not, where I don't think our representation is or is being recognized that's who we try to bring to the show and to and to ipx i mean it's i oh man i'm just counting the days now <laughs> to when to go i mean I, <laughs> april <laughs> april 2024 it's gonna be awesome yeah oh man i mean you're just getting me just so juiced and hyped and i can't wait to, to be there to see uh friends relatives that i've met at uh the the previous two that i've been to i mean shout out to jim terry artist comic book writer oh love jim terry i met Such. him that first year that i went and we yep. just kind of it turned into like oh hey what's up when i see him here and there now it's a it's a friendship he's been on the show twice i i interviewed him so at, at, at the con i interviewed him up at um emerald city comic con in uh, yep. seattle i mean I, that's how i'm like just cool and i just i just can't believe all the people uh that i link up with and it's yeah. cool and and met at at your con your the, the thing that yep. you get you and everyone else created for us not just for the indigenous people for everybody that wants to be there and yeah. I was just oh my god i i can't believe me i just i said kid you not i i have goosebumps i cannot wait to get back out there to see I'm, to see everything again every every time we put this on it always is just like oh my gosh but we have such a really good crew this year we have kim gleason um just joined us we have kristen gentry we totally poached her from first americans museum uh <laughs> shout out to shout out to tom ferris and and fam uh you know but like 
you know, Kristen did such a good job. She was our coordinator at the fam side and she was just so amazing. And I was, you know, and I'd been looking for years. I was like, I, I have to get somebody that can do the outreach and really be sort of on the ground for like, I need, I, I need the extra support because a lot of times when I'm doing this, oftentimes I'm doing things like giving an interview or I'm, you know, handling the highlights like, okay, well, this thing happened. We got to deal with this thing. And I got it. And so it's a lot of like the fire stuff. And I was like, I want to get to the point where I really do get to just go and enjoy it. Like, yeah, there may be some issues, but I don't want to have to run from, you know, corner to corner. I just want to go and shake hands. I want to go sit down at your booth and just chill, you know? And, and this last year was kind of the first year where I really did like, it started to expand. I felt like I got to do that a little bit more and it was nice. I got to sit down and I got to talk to Jim Terry and I got to hang out like at his booth, but then I got to hang out with him after. You know, and I and in all the years that I've done it, I never got to hang out after with folks because the after time is always, you know, just really is also just as fun, right? So it's moments where we get to, you know, it's like everybody's got to run your booth, but then, you know, like then after that, you get to go just like hang out and chat and, you know, just like just be in the presence of other native folks um, and other native nerds because there's something unique about that too. Like, yeah, we all show up to maybe like, you know, gathering or Indian market or whatever. Right. But like something like this is like a whole, it's just a whole different level of conversations. Like, Oh my God, did you just see the most recent episode of Ahsoka? Oh my God. Oh, we got to talk about that. <laughs> did you just see the most recent episode of such and such or the, or the movie or did you get this comic like that? That's the world I love to live in. Right. It's like talking about wrestling. You know, I was like, if you find wrestling, you know, you find, you find like, you know, wrestle fans, you know, and you know, those kinds of man is just be like, yeah. Oh my God. Did you see what happened? And here's the people, you know, and here's the things like we have, there's another guest from the Melbourne one. I cannot think of his name right now. I only know him by his handles, bloody Samoan. Um, so he's, uh, he's from Australia. I think he's from New Zealand. Anyway, great guy. Met him at the con in Melbourne. And he, like most native folks that we know, he is a championship. He holds the tag team championship uh, uh, for their, one of their leagues, right? In, in, in the islands. Um, he is also a world-class Tekken uh, gamer. Like, he, and he'll just sit there at, like, he sets up his table. And this is a native, this is indigenous, right? This is our, this is our island relations. He sets up, like, his Tekken setup and then played some dude at the Tekken, at, at his table. Some kid came up to challenge him and played him blindfolded. Like, basically, <laughs> was like, oh, I can, and beat him, and beat him, right? And I was just like, yeah, see, it's a whole different thing, right? And you get all, you know, the fandom of just like sit down. We just, you know, chatted about wrestling. He did, he did the art, if I recall correctly, and some, and and the um, uh, the translations into language. I, th- I want to say he's, you know, Samoan, bloody Samoan, um, you know, from uh, Samoan of um, about the Rock, um, and Dwayne Johnson did a comic book about like uh you know uh, about him and i think it was you know certified by wwe so it's like you know it's not unauthorized right it was authorized so you know just cool things like that and i think that's always the best part man i love i love talking about all the cool stuff that we do um and you know hopefully every year we always try to like add like okay so what's the next what's the next little thing we're adding so we got the puppet thing this year our fun uh our fun little bit that we're adding is we're going to have our indigen uh, our indigener 49er contest it's our indigenous hand drum contest. Ooh, so, nice. yep. So we're going to have folks come in and you get to like bring your best, your best songs. And we got judges coming in with that. We're going to, everybody gets to kind of play for a couple minutes and then, you know, and we, and, and awards. Cause I was like, this is another part, right? This is like, we blend that, that our pop culture and traditions, like the cosplay. Let's bring it over here too. 49ers, right? Like let's bring it in. Right. So it's, it's going to be super fun. Oh man, you're just getting me more and more hyped with everything you're saying. <laughs> oh. I'm good. I'm good. I'm a hype man for my own event, right? I was just well, like, let's think of cool things we can do. I mean, because like I said, the first year I went, awesome stuff. Next year, more awesome. 
And I can't wait to be at this one because it's going to be more awesome than the first two times that I've gone. And I'm just, oh, my God. I mean, we hope so. We hope. Every, I mean, you know, all the, the guests that you that you you brought in, yeah. I mean, people that I've met. Yeah, cool. Right on. Meet them. But then some of them became friends like uh, shout out to hey. Gene Brave Rock. I met him. Gee. I met him at, at, at your event and just yep. kind of hey what's up and online stuff and then i just hung out with him in albuquerque at the albuquerque comic-con afterwards because yep. he was there and it's yep. just it's not like just a, oh hey hi and no it's like hey brother what's up and we'll sit there and we'll laugh around and i'm like oh my god i'm talking to chief from wonder woman he was on the show right as well <laughs> yeah um, it, and it's just awesome and uh the, the one the guy oh my god i talked to him for a little bit he did a little um a little bumper for me um, he was in Rutherford oh, Falls, yeah. or not Rutherford Falls, uh, uh, Parks and Rec. Um, oh, uh, yeah, Jonathan Joss. Yes, him. Uh, yeah, he, he did something for us because uh, my on the yes, East John Redcorn, baby. Yeah, yeah, my buddy, he loves uh, Parks and Rec, and then he yep. came on. Uh, Ken Hatote was his, his character's Ken name. Ken Hatote, that is correct. <laughs> Love he that did something for East Society, and, and it was awesome. And I'm That's just, awesome. it, it's awesome, but um. Yeah, you were in Albuquerque. Um, where are you yeah. now? So right now, I am based in North Carolina. Um, and then the rest of the crew, Kristen is in Oklahoma City. And then um, the rest of our crew is in Albuquerque still. So we're kind of yeah. spread out across the country. Um, right now, we're really just trying to get as like as, as broad a coverage as we can. Um, you know, one of the things that we really contend with uh, is that Americana really only identifies native people sort of in the Rocky Mountain region, right? Like from, you know, the four corners up to the Canadian border, almost in a straight line. So North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, Colorado, you know, Nebraska a little bit. And that's, and that's kind of what America has essentialized us down to. So for years, I've been talking about wanting to do more work on the East Coast. My wife's family is from out here. My family's from out in Virginia. Um, and my wife's family's from, um, uh, Georgia. And so we're like, well, let's, you know, like maybe we'd like to get a little bit closer. My mom passed away this year. So I was like, well, maybe we get a little bit closer to, thank you to, to your family, you know, to my wife's family. And I was like, yeah, let's just pop out that direction. So, so we relocated to North Carolina. So we're in the Raleigh Durham, we're in the triangle. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and part of that work, like we've got to, you know, we've, we've launched some things out here that we're trying to do. So we've got a new, um, we're, we're planning an exhibit, uh, children's, uh, native children's literature exhibit um, uh, that's going to be up in Massachusetts. We're doing work with uh, Lenape Hoking, so Lenape Territory in Philadelphia. We did some work with the National Museum of the American Indian. We continue to do work with the National Museum of the American Indian um, in D.C. and New York. So, like, a lot of it is, is trying to, you know, continue to push pop culture and get our East coast relatives to, you know, not us, but like our non-native East coast relatives to remember like, Hey, there's a lot of us here too. Don't think it's just the West, only the West, right? We're everywhere. There's so many of us and we want you all to, you know, to see that. Right. So, so that was kind of where, you know, a little bit of the calling to say like, okay, so how do we continue to support these communities and how do we continue to tell the stories? Um, they're not really hitting the mainstream. Um, so that's where, that's why we ended up out in, that's why I ended up out in this location and, and some of the work that we're doing, trying to, to continue to, you know, support native folks. Well, cool. I have family that lives over in North Carolina. So nice. just it's really lovely. You know, I've never been. Yeah. Definitely. My cousin keeps telling me you should come out. You should come out here. But I said, is it humid? <laughs> That's what's keeping me away. Yep. Good man. Yeah. No, you are dead. Like you'd be like, can I come out there in like the winter? Yeah. <laughs> don't come out in the summer. Yeah. No. Cause she goes, yeah, it's, it's pretty humid. I said, yeah. Cause she used to live in Albuquerque as well. Then she moved uh, to North Carolina where her father's uh, side of the family is from. Um, right. Yeah, I interviewed a uh, young guy at uh, Skins Fest last year in L.A. Oh, nice. They did a, a little indie film about little skateboarders, little native skateboarders, and they kind of got into some issues down there. So me being a skateboarder, I had to have one of the little – There was all the cast was there. So I kind of just pulled him off to the side really quick, and we got a few words from him. It was an awesome uh, show and found out that he knew uh, my cousin. 
And uh, my nephew's awesome. niece is out there, so I'm like, cool. So I definitely kept in touch with him. I'll eventually make it out there, but yeah, not in the summer. I, I tell him I'll, I'll eventually make no, you it, can't do it in the winter. <laughs> I, no, that's I, yeah. Humidity drops. I mean, and it's been, you know, like I grew up here. My dad worked for the feds. So, you know, as I was born in Virginia. And so like when my dad was working in DC and uh, you know, so like, it's always interesting to kind of remember when I come back out and I was like, Oh, that's right. It's going to take me about two years and I'm going to be sweating perpetually. So that's fine. I just, <laughs> have to live with it yeah my father father-in-law he's from uh, nebraska and we went out to the ho-chunk res one time in the summer i told my wife i love you and i love your family but i ain't coming out here again in the summertime it was <sighs> oh yeah. my god it wasn't the heat a, it was just the humidity <laughs> it's a different kind of heat and i know we all love to joke about it but it's not wrong right oh. like well it's a dry heat and it's like it's true though like <laughs> There's no way about it. You could be 110 and it's hot in Albuquerque or Phoenix. And it's like, I don't want to live like this forever, but at least, you know, I know if I like just a little bit of like moisture and air, I'm good. Here, there's like 100. It, you're just, yeah, I was like, I'm just going to die now. I'll just roll over. It's cool. I was fine. The humidity has buried me. I'm good. I, I, I can't. Everyone who knows me personally, I can't. I can't do it. I, I, I bitch and complain in the heat, and I live in the dry heat of California. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I grew For up in sure. the Bay. I grew up in the Bay Area, and then um, it's also a I, different kind, right? It's not like yeah. humid there. It's a way that it, I, I was just there. I was teaching comic book writing um, in San Francisco this summer, and it's it's so it's because I you know I spent time out there as a kid as well, and uh, man, like just coming out of that, I was like, yo, this is so this is not like. It's not humid. Like, it's not humid like back east humid. It's, oh, no. it's a whole different kind of, it's like, it, I don't know, it's ocean humid. I don't know how to explain it, but I it's like It's understand. like uh, light humid. Yeah. I mean, you could feel yeah. it, but not like with slapping no, you in the face like, where you're from. It's not like, yeah, <laughs> it's not like dousing you and, you know, adding another 20 pounds of water to your clothes, you know? Yeah, growing up in the Bay Area in Oakland, it, it was nothing. We, we used to complain about it until I went east and felt it, how it really is Yo. and i said this is nothing and you guys are good don't right. cry about any of this so but yeah lee oh yeah, my sure. god i just couldn't wait to to get you on the show and you well, were thank always, you oh you're a part of this family now uh to hear uh, i i certainly appreciate it and i'm so you know i'm honored to be a part of this and and continue to be like you know to thrilled um about your work um about all this work and um you know that that just keep spreading spreading the voices and words of the native folks man this is this is an honor for me to be here yeah this is just another step in in the podcast game for me and to get you on here has just been an honor and a blessing and um and in my in my language yeah thank you brother uh, um, I would say as well. Thank you. Dwight, this, thanks, man. This, I, I can't wait to be out there. It'll probably be, hey, what's up again? But, <laughs> but it's gonna be no, nah, see, because that's the thing. This year I get to like when you see, I'll be like, no, we're good. I, I don't have to do anything. Kristen's got it now. Kristen was so amazing. <laughs> I can't speak enough about Kristen. And we got Kim too. I was just like, Kim and Kristen are gonna be so amazing. Oh. And I get to just like laugh and play with everybody it's only taken me seven years yay <laughs> yeah shout, big shout out to kim gleason for setting this all up she actually reached out to me um i met her at the at the con in albuquerque and um, nice i can't remember what she was doing i remember uh she interviewed me and i talked about the the show and that, and that was back whenever yeah. that first one i went to it was the second uh no yeah it was the second indigenous yeah, one. second yeah it was at that one and she also oh, interviewed mike as well so yeah, she's the one yeah. that reached out to me and set this up. That's great. And I mean, I tried to reach out to you before, but I mean, you you did answer, but you just you're busy. You're a busy man, and I'm uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate I, you hanging in there. Thank you, man. Yeah, and that was I, a few I, years I ago. Yeah, no, yeah. I I totally understand it, and I just I mean, we could be here all night talking about nerding out about this and that, wrestling and movies and everything, but <laughs> uh, ever give everyone the dates for your event that's coming up next year. Absolutely. Indigipop X, First Americans Museum, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, April 12th through the 14th. You can find it online at www.indigipopx.com. Indigipopx.com. 
Um, tickets should be going on sale here, I think, at the end of the month. Um, so you can check out that. Our programming is going to start going up right around that time. So we've got, we have all of our save the dates. Uh, check out the website, check out our social medias. It's just in DigipopX. Find us everywhere um, for all of our updates uh, and everything that's going up. Um, we've got a lot of stuff that we're going to be releasing like next week. So um, yeah, and, and it's going to be a great event. So many incredible guests, so many incredible vendors and artists and musicians and chefs and nerds and cosplayers uh it's it's a it's an amazing weekend and um and we want everybody to come out just have a good time just like we've been doing for this last hour just like come out it's super fun that's all i can tell you uh, is dear lady gonna be there again because that's what i was really we, jealous yeah. about <laughs> gonna be there tia horn's coming back we, yes all right her, cool. so she's coming on back down so but yep. russell sent me a picture look who i met and i was like oh my god <laughs> 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 oh, I was ready to jump on the next plane to get to get out there, but I said ah, I just wasn't in the cards. But again, Lee, brother, thank you so much for coming on the show. Absolutely. Any anytime you want to come on for to promote whatever and just or just talk about this and that, you're always welcome. All you gotta do is thank you. hit me up and we'll just turn on the mics and go. So word. Oh man, I, I cannot again just Awesome, awesome. Glad if we finally got to touch bases. Thank and, you uh, so much again. Yep, I'm glad we I can do this. See you in uh, Oklahoma City in Absolutely. April next year. So everybody, again, Lee Francis and digipopx.com. Uh, the links will be down below uh, to check everything out. Hopefully tickets will go on sale soon. Get your tickets soon. Don't wait till you get there because you, you never know. I always get mine as soon never as know. I go right on up. But again, Lee, brother, yeah big time big time thank you so much and uh just be safe out there with everything you guys got going on and again shout out to kim gleason thank you so much sister for uh hooking this all up and everybody else that listens to this it's a crazy world and we all have to live together as an indigenous uh people we show nothing but love Please show in return, show us more love and definitely show my brother Lee some love and come out to Indigipop X in Oklahoma City. Uh, Lee, before we get out of here, anything else? Last words? Nope. I think that's it. Thank you for having me on. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and come, come Indigenerd out with us. As I say, you know, keep calm and decolonize, baby. It's going to be awesome. Yep. And with that, everyone, please be safe out there. Come back more for next time. So until next time, everybody, always remember to rock hard and skate fast.